Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for staying with us today. Uh, we have just such great guests on this show. I, I can't tell you how excited I am when people come back onto the show, but uh, like the, the past guests, but we have so many great guests, and you can find them all in our audio library. Everything's been archived at ExitCoachRadio.com. Just go there and look at the audio library, and you'll find also some of our books and guidebooks that have come out of our interviews with our great guests. My next guest is Andrew Scammon, and he is uh, from uh, EffectiveRetirement.com. And we're going to talk about working with financial advisors and CPAs and trust attorneys and realtors and how they strengthen and lengthen retirement planning. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here, Bill. Andrew, I'm sorry we, we had you waiting there for a little bit. We're going to give you a, a full interview here. but So let's start by uh, – tell us a little bit about you and your background and what you do at, at uh, your company. Well, thank you for that. I am a lifelong mortgage banker and motorcyclist. I grew up right outside of Washington, D.C., where my oldest friend's father was the number two guy at Fannie Mae in the 70s and 80s. So I'm one of the few people I know in the mortgage business who grew up knowing I was going to become a mortgage banker and uh, worked as a loan officer in the Washington, D.C. area for quite a while. Uh, was recruited to a firm in Fort Lauderdale where I worked as a loan officer and also worked in secondary market in the uh, Florida area as well as nationally. And then uh, was working for a major bank who needed a manager in California. Uh, I had met my wife, Shelley, originally from Indiana when I was living in Florida. Shelley and I moved to California in 2001 and have really enjoyed being here and have really enjoyed seeing the changes that have come about uh, in the marketplace. She's in the mortgage business as well. And so um, despite sort of that dark period that we're all familiar with in 2008, uh, there have been a number of very positive changes within the industry, uh, not only within the mortgage industry, but particularly within reverse mortgages. And, And that's really what drew me in. I was recruited for over a year by people that I knew in the reverse mortgage industry during 2008 and finally learned enough about it to realize that I could make a a positive difference and started in reverse mortgage in 2009 and that is exclusively what I do now and uh, we've, we've been able to make some very positive changes over the last few years and have made reverse mortgages much safer and much less expensive and and really much more uh, attractive to people to use as a planning tool rather than simply as a last resort. Well put. You know, it, when uh, when reverse mortgages first came out quite a while ago, there was a lot of concern that they were uh, Ill, kind of illiquid and inflexible 
uh, and and not certainly not a, a mainstream planning tool. A lot of that's changed, hasn't it? It certainly has, and the the uh, reputation that reverse mortgages have had in the past was well deserved, and and I don't shy away from that. What my research has shown, though, is that the big issues were primarily in terms of the providers and not necessarily the product. And unfortunately, in a number of industries, that still is the case. There are there are a lot of good products that are repped by unscrupulous providers. And uh, when that happens in the reverse mortgage business, people are surprised by what happens down the road. And we work very hard to make sure that that is not the case with our clients. Um, I have been, as I said, in reverse mortgage for seven years. Um, A number of years ago, I worked with a group of people who um, uh, we worked for a major insurance company that had a very small bank. And they were all in the in the traditional or forward mortgage side, and uh, when that bank got rid of their, uh, got, well, I'm sorry, when that insurance company got rid of their bank, um, they went to work for a group and formed Alpine Mortgage Planning, which is a boutique mortgage shop in Seal Beach, California, and uh, that. That organization didn't have reverse mortgage, so I went to a, another firm, still stayed in touch over the years. Well, their firm was eventually bought out by Finance of America, which is part of Blackstone. Uh, they also purchased one of the largest reverse mortgage companies in the country, Urban Financial, and those are now all under the Finance of America umbrella. And what that means is that we still have a very nice boutique feel. We still are very high touch, if you will, uh, terrific technology, wonderful support, terrific marketing staff, and and ongoing education. Um, but we have the power behind us of a large organization that has real depth in terms of product and in terms of uh, what we can offer to our clients and do it at a at a very efficient level that allows us to operate very at a at a real economic strong suit. Uh, well that's great. I mean it's that's uh, it, like you said a lot of it was boiled down to the the people behind the product not the design and the implementation and the use of the product itself. So what do customers worry about versus what they should worry about? Initially, customers come in with the same sorts of questions on a reverse mortgage that they would have for a traditional mortgage. And that is, of course, what's the rate? That is foremost on everyone's mind when considering a reverse mortgage. And it is an important consideration to compare uh, one type of program or even one firm against another. But the initial thing that someone should be considering Is there anyone other than the borrower or the client, is there anyone else who is relying on the equity in that home, their primary residence, is there anyone else relying on the equity in that home for their financial survival? Because if the answer is yes, that is a full stop because a reverse mortgage is going to use up uh, a portion of the equity or in some cases even all of the equity if the borrower lives in it long enough. So uh, clients need to take a look at first, um, is there anyone else who is dependent on the equity in that home? And then number two, if they put the reverse mortgage in place, 
will they be able to afford to stay in that property long term? Because a, a reverse mortgage, much like a traditional mortgage, the client still owns the home. They still pay the taxes and the insurance. They still do the upkeep on the home. So if the reverse mortgage isn't going to strengthen their retirement plan to the point where they should be able to stay in that house and afford to maintain and pay the bills on that house for the long term, then again, a reverse mortgage may not be the best choice for them. And we always look at what their other alternative alternatives are whenever we're considering uh, whether the reverse mortgage will really help them uh, either obtain the goals that they're striving for or at least move toward them to be helpful in moving toward those goals. That's great information and um, puts it in a different light for people as far as a starting point to determine whether they are suitable for it. So is anyone else relying on the equity in this home for their financial well-being and, and do, the, uh, the, do the homeowners um, care <laughs> about that? Do, I mean, do they, do they want to make this or is it like, yeah, they can, I'm going to die broke. <laughs> A lot of people say, I built all this stuff up. I'm going, to, I'm going to spend your inheritance or I'm going to live on it. And of course, income is very important for people. And then are they staying? Is this a long-term? What does is, what is the term long-term mean to you for this? Well, what we, what we analyze in favor of is that they can afford to stay in the house for the foreseeable future, that there isn't some sort of burn rate to their retirement plan that is going to force them to sell in the future if they decide to take the reverse mortgage. Because if that's the case, my advice is always, we'll sell now, take all of the equity in your house, and I use see. that to pump up your retirement plan. Um, I, I often tell people, from an economic standpoint, selling your home is, is much more advantageous than uh, borrowing against it and having interest accumulate against the equity in the house. But if you don't want to sell your house, a reverse mortgage is a great way to stay in it. And that's what my clients tell me again and again. I, I had a, a client a number of years ago uh, referred to me by her financial planner, who was also her son, by the way. And he said, come on out to the house. I want you to meet mom. Uh, went through the reverse mortgage with her uh, in a general sense and then what it would mean to her individually. And we got done and she said, well, that is much different from what I thought it was. And, and it seems like a really good idea, but I don't think I'm interested in it. And I looked at her and she looked at her son and she said, well, I want to leave you this house. And he said, mom, I'm paying both of your mortgages on it already. You're not leaving me anything. I'm, I'm paying for it. So go ahead and do the reverse mortgage and your granddaughters can go to a better university. And she said, okay, that makes sense then. So sometimes people need a little bit of dose of that reality versus what our sort of uh, uh, un, unexplored plan is. When we really mm -hmm. explore that, oftentimes we find that there are a lot of opportunities for people to really be able to use the equity in their house to improve their retirement, and, and that's what we keep seeing again and again. Makes sense. Now, what are some of the, the most common way off track comments you get from people that they've heard this or they've heard that? What, are, what comes to the top of your mind when you, it's like some of the things you hear frequently that are just, just not so? <laughs> well, 
oftentimes what we hear, of course, is is people say, I don't want to sell you my house, or, or when they find out uh, what percentage of the value of their home they can get, they say, I don't want to sell you my house at cheap. And a reverse mortgage from a legal standpoint is exactly like a traditional mortgage. The client still owns their house. And, and that was not always the case. When reverse mortgages originally came out in the early 60s, the bank actually did go on title. They they owned a portion of the house, but that's no longer the case. Hasn't been since FHA got involved in reverse mortgages in 1989. So uh, for people who are concerned that they are selling the house and then being allowed to stay in it, that simply is not the case. Um, the other side of it is when people say, well, I don't want you taking all the equity in my house. And what we have to look at in that case is the other side of the coin. And that is, as as you know, Bill, uh, better than most, is that when it comes to retirement, there are two sides of it. There's the accumulation stage and there's the distribution stage. And when somebody gets into their distribution phase, if you will, when they have an existing mortgage on their house and they're making mortgage payments on that, they're moving their assets from their retirement account into their home equity. And that is how it becomes illiquid. People are, uh, have had concerns before about reverse mortgages being illiquid. And in fact, in every case I've seen, they only open someone up to have uh, more options than they would have without having a reverse mortgage in place. You can still sell your house or not. There are no penalties or restrictions on that at all. Just like a traditional mortgage, if you sell your house and it has a reverse mortgage on it, or if you stay it in the rest of your in the, the rest of your life and your heirs sell the house, they simply pay off whatever the balance is at that time. And the remaining equity goes to the estate, or if if uh, an individual decides to sell their house, it goes to them, and they can do whatever they want with it. Um, we caution people when taking money out of the equity of their house to uh, be judicious with its use, to be very conservative in the in the cash that they're taking out of their equity. Um, but they can do whatever they want with it. Um, there, are, there are documents in the reverse mortgage application that say uh, not to use it to buy an annuity. We go a little bit further in our discussions and say you shouldn't take cash out of the equity in your house in order to put it at risk. So we, we don't mm-hmm. recommend taking cash out in order to gamble with it or to start an unproven business or something of that nature. Um, we hear people discussing those things and really try to do some counseling to, to really practice some ethical influence when it comes to our clients and share with them what our experience has been and what some other people's experiences have been. And, and there have been some terrific experiences with clients that we've had. Yeah, there could be a, a lot of problems, obviously, if somebody uh, takes, takes a lump sum um, version and that lump sum versions are available. I tell you, there's, there's all kinds of variations these days, right? Between just uh, getting income payments back or taking a lump sum or a combination thereof. That's correct. So there uh, have been some restrictions put in place uh, just within the last year, as a matter of fact. There was a lot of pressure on a borrower in the past to take the lump sum and deposit it into the bank. And the reason for that, unfortunately, again, the providers who got paid based on how much somebody took out on closing day. And the industry, again, has gotten away from that and has opportunities now where 
Um, the the brokers can still earn a good living by again providing that ethical advice to clients and saying keep the keep the money in the equity, uh, take a monthly payment uh, either for life or, or for a specific period of time. We have. Uh, borrowers who sometimes use reverse mortgage to put off filing for Social Security so that they can anticipate a higher Social Security check, and they'll just put it for a specific term. Um, But we also have uh, uh, people who are looking to take a long-term cash payout, and if they don't need it, they can leave it in a line of credit. That line of credit has a growth factor built into it, that really is just starting to, to be understood in the marketplace. And it is one of the most powerful tools within the reverse mortgage because someone who puts a reverse mortgage in place in their early 60s and has a, a three or $400,000 line of credit, that line of credit will increase, the credit limit on it will increase over their lifetime so that if they never use it, by the time they get into their 90s, they'd have close to a $2 million line of credit. So that while that might seem not so significant when someone's in their 60s and they're active and they're healthy and have all of our faculties, when as we age, we tend to need more and more help, if you will, more and more care oftentimes Mm -hmm. with different issues uh, around the house or personally. And so the reverse mortgage line of credit that grows during that time period can be used by the borrower later on in life. But the thing is, the only way to get that growth is to put it in place early. Makes sense. Makes sense. So there's obviously there's a lot to this. There's a, a lot of um, old information. There's a lot of new uses, and there's a lot of creativity that goes into designing whether uh, this this is even going to make sense for you. But how you take it out. So you really need to talk to someone, uh, listeners, who is uh, well versed in this and can help you understand. Uh, does this make sense? If so, what can you do with it? And what are the best ways to access it so that you you don't regret your decision somewhat down the road? And uh, for sure. Andrew, you offer you offer a, a kind of a no obligation discussion for uh, listeners and for for clients. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that's right, Bill. So in uh, comparing products or thinking about an idea, we tend more and more to seek technical, technically based information. We want to go in and find facts and figures. We hunt around on the web. Um, But a reverse mortgage is so individually important. The uh, discussion is the most important part of what takes place with the reverse mortgage. So we want to make sure that, that someone knows that they can contact us if they just have a question about a reverse mortgage, or maybe they have a question about uh, one for their mother or a friend who is thinking about it. Whatever the case may be, uh, I am here to be a resource for anyone who needs any sort of information about a reverse mortgage. I'm happy to help out. I do it all the time with uh, professionals in the Southern California area and even discussions with folks across the country. Um, do quite a bit of speaking for professional organizations as well. And I'm happy to provide that same level of service for an individual who has any sort of question or inquiry at all or is considering a reverse mortgage for themselves, even if they've already talked to someone else and they want to get a second look, 
That's mm-hmm. absolutely fine. There's absolutely no obligation whatsoever. I am an advocate for spreading good information good, correct information about reverse mortgages to consider all the aspects of it. And again, see if it will help someone to achieve their goals. That's the most important thing, to make sure that it will do what you want it to do. That's wonderful. So uh, again, if if you're out there and thinking about maybe this is something for me, maybe it's for your parents, I don't know, maybe it's for someone else that you know, and you want to talk to someone who knows um, what they're talking about is not just out to to, to make a sale, but to help consult and and help you understand, is this right for us? And if so, how do we best utilize it? What's available out there? Um, you should give Andrew Scammon a call. And uh, Andrew, how, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, two ways, quite simply. My website is EffectiveRetirement.com. They can go in and, and find a little bit of information about me and all of my contact information. And I'm happy to have someone give me a call anytime they like on my cell phone. It's 562-743-0111. So they can go to my website, EffectiveRetirement.com, or call me on my cell phone at 562-743-0111. And I'll be happy to answer any questions and help guide someone through the decision-making process about whether reverse mortgage will help them achieve their goals. Well, I know that you've answered a lot of questions for our listeners today, and I appreciate the way you you uh, walk us through all the nuances of these. We know that uh, sometimes we have to deal with the unfamiliar to help ourselves and get familiar with it and see what's out there. And again, the concept of a reverse mortgage has been around for a while, but it's evolved over time. It's changed. It's now uh, a mainstream type of a planning um, uh, tool for people that are sitting on a lot of home equity and are looking to enhance their retirement income or maybe look for other opportunities. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure to have you on. Glad to do it. Thank you very much, Bill. Take care. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay with us. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 